0: Look at your watch so you can be sure to time me. Um, the scripture that was read today by Brother George um, from the book of Joshua. I'm going to use some portion of that. The subject I want to use, and I hope you'll write it down. And I'm going to have a subtitle. Subject is Faith for the Family. I'm going to say it again and I'm going to ask you to repeat it back to me. The subject today is Faith for the Family. Thank you. I got one repeat. All right. Turn to a neighbor and tell him that this preacher is going to talk about faith for the family. Faith for the family. Okay. Put your hand toward me for just a moment. Bless my words, Lord, and bless our ears to hear. May the word be clear. Send the word to the... Each of us, we give you praise. Amen. I'm going to be reading Joshua, and I'm going to read particularly about Rahab. Um, Rahab was a prostitute. If you went by Rahab's house, she probably was the first one that would say, let's make a deal. My wife told me Monty Hall started that program. But Rahab probably was operating the Jericho Hilton. And even the king knew about Rahab. He knew that there were lots of folk visiting her habitation. Joshua chapter 2. If you're looking for it. Now, the reason why some of us lose spiritual battles is because we do not hide the word of God in our hearts. And may I say something to you? Look at me good. I'm not that hard to look at. Satan is a thief. And he doesn't want you to have anything that's going to help you. So if you got a passing, passive kind of attitude towards Scripture so that your Bible is collecting dust while Look Magazine and Jet is just (laughs) eating up on a daily basis, Then I want to help you today to know that the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Keep from sinning by hiding the word. You need the word of God. You need something that reminds you. And God works with you in your weakest moment to let you know that with him, You can be a conqueror. And that's what this scripture passage is going to tell us today. It's going to show us how the most unlikely person has audience with God. You today are no stranger to God. Before your world was ever put into motion, God knew the color of your eyes and how many strands of hair is on your head. You and I need to understand that God planned your being here. So don't look at it like you are an accident looking for somewhere to happen. You are a special Chosen, selected, sent vessel. And God expects to have a kind of relationship with you just the same as a father on earth would have with his son or his daughter. He wants that kind of relationship with you. God personally wants to talk to you and have you know he is with you. He will help you. When everybody else puts you down, God will take you and lift you to a higher plane and strengthen you with might by his spirit in the inner man. There's more to you than the pretty face. Excuse my Noise, but all of us has the capacity to have faith for the family. let me tell you what happened Moses died and God said to Joshua Joshua the fella you've been dependent on been hiding behind kind of you know Moses that fella. Moses is dead. Now every once in a while, and I'm gonna say this with, with as much humility as possible, but every once in a while, God will have to take some stuff away from us to let us see how we can relate to Him without them. Now you go ahead and put something before God. Your babies. Your money. Go ahead and put it before God. And if God had to because God loved you so much, he might take what you put in between so he can have a personal relationship with you. God calls himself Father. He is the Father of fathers. He is the almighty creator. He made you and me and he made us for himself. Amen. He didn't make us for anybody else. He didn't make us to go. Amen. (laughs) Lord, I'm tempted, but I'm not going to do it. Rahab got word from God. Rahab is in a country that serves idle gods. I don't know what the Canaanite God was really like. But I know he was different from the God sometime of the Amorites. And he was different from the God of the Israelites. And so when these men that, 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 that Joshua said, you all need to go over there and spy out this land that God has given you. Now what is he doing? Joshua is trying to say to him, look man, you need to go see the good stuff God has got for you. I want you to view the land. I want you to go over there and see what Canaan is really like. Don't you think God wants you to see it? God gives us a vision of what heaven is really, really like. God gives us an understanding of what it is we're going after. So we don't have to be just going and guessing. It's not a guessing game. Man, heaven is just as real as your, your zip code. He tells us what to expect. The streets of gold. Everybody's having joy. There ain't a dentist in heaven. Nobody got glasses. Nobody (laughs) got heart condition. Not a cripple in Holly and Hallelujah Square. Heaven is not going to have any ills. If you have them down here, remember this. You need to look forward to the day when you are going to be complete and young and whole. Amen. Looking good all the time and feeling the same. Amen. So God give us a semblance of what that idea and what that situation is like. So he's telling the job, I'm going to lead you somewhere. He got them out of Egypt, took them away from slavery, took them down, across the Red Sea, opened up and dried up the Red Sea so they could get crossed. Amen. 'Cause Pharaoh's army was chasing them, and then they didn't have any better sense than to go running off into that open sea, and the Lord just let the waters loosen it with back. You always God'll take care of your enemies. Hello, y'all. I'm down over there. Y'all hear me? God will take care of the opposition. So when they sent these young men, these spies, over across the river to go to see what Jericho was like, and it's it's intriguing to me because Jericho had walls so high and, I mean, so wide you could drive chariots around the walls. Oh, oh, side by side. I mean, they had some walls. And men, when they closed their gates at night, baby, if you were out, you were out. Amen. That's all right. I've heard you try it before. <laughs> so Rahab had them getting to I don't know who gave them the word. I don't know who told them what God was doing. But they found out that the God of Israel was a mighty God. And when these men got there, you know what Rahab said to them? He said, look. We know God has given you the land. Look at this in, 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 in Joshua chapter two. We know God has given you the land. We are, we, we, we know it because our, everybody in town has got heart trouble. We are all trembling. We are all scared. Nobody in town has got any comfort in their being because we know what God is doing. And so, here's what I want. She took those men. And here's the ironic thing. That king realized these men came to town. I don't know who told him. Somebody went and told the king. Said, look, king, there's some men who came to town to spy out our country. They're coming over here to look around to try to see what the country is like. They're, they're here. They went to Rahab's house. So he sent to Rahab. Said, hey, Rahab, I heard they came. So bring those men out. Send them, Bring them to me, the men that came to your house. And Rahab defended the men. I ain't giving you these men. Smart woman. Took these men, took them up on the roof, and laid flax upon them. Just look, looked like the flax was laying there to dry. They just laid it all on top of them, and they couldn't have found it. to look for them. and then when they came, uh, <laughs> they said, they said uh, "Bring out the men uh, that came to your house." Oh no, they're gone. They, they, must, they must have left about time the gate closed. Now somebody gonna question that, Pastor? Is it always? Is it okay to lie sometimes? I'm not in a position to defend the situation, but I can tell you there were folk in the Old Testament just like you and me. Get in trouble. (laughs) They won't give the whole story. (laughs) Some folk don't need it because if they do, they ain't going to treat you right. Hear me now, I'm about finished. Rahab! protected the men. And she said, they may have left when the gate was closed. said, why don't you send some men out that they might catch them? And so they went out running trying to find these men. And whenever they left town, Rahab went out and sat sat down with these men. Said, hey, fellas, look, I helped you, didn't I? And y'all made a deal? That's why I called her, let's make a deal. Rehab. Rehab made a deal. She looked at these me men, she said, I know God has done something for you. We heard about God that dried up the Red Sea. You were marching out of Egypt and we heard it, it came to our ears and not a person in town is feeling good about that. We know that. And then not only that, but here's something else she said. We know that the old king, Oz, O-Z. Y'all ever heard of O-Z? Well, Oz. and and, and, O-G, excuse me. Og. Og was the last, or at least the last of what they called the big men. Remember when the other crew went over there? They said, there's giants over there. These men, I don't know how tall he was. I got nothing. But those were big men. They still had the history of that man having a bed, an iron bed, that was a humongous thing. So he was a big man. And so whenever Og and Sion decided, uh, when it, God wanted to come through their country, they wouldn't let him. Y'all ain't coming through here. Israel just kept marching. And whenever they went out to fight, they had whipped everybody in town. Og had taken over, had run folk out of town, and took over something like 60 cities. But when Israel came to town, he was defeated. Israel walked in, and God helped win the battle. See, God helps us in places where we can't help ourselves. He can change folks' hearts and minds. You have to be careful in a time like this. We are dealing with a group of young folk who don't have a conscience. They'll shoot you and won't even cry at your funeral. Over in Oakland, they they, they shot somebody and then went to the funeral and shot the corpse. That's the kind of folk we're dealing with at a time like this. But God can change the heart of humanity and make people realize they need the almighty God. There's no God like the God of Israel. There's no God like Jesus Christ. There's nobody can help you like Jesus can help you. Amen. So what was she saying? I want you to do something for me while you are here. What do you want, Rahab? I want you to save my family. Now, I know some of the church folk I know. So you ain't eligible to be praying for nobody else. You need to get your own life straightened out for you. Satan does that kind of mess. He won't help us. let us help somebody else until we get to where we think we're okay. And you'll never get to be okay until you learn to deny yourself and help somebody else. Amen? It's others that come first. Amen? You must learn you are not the most important thing on earth. I just said something and you missed it. But she had faith in the God. She said, I know the God. I'm positive about this God. He is a God in heaven and in earth. He is the God that dried up the sea and takes care of Israel. And I want to be a part of that God. Look at that verse he said in Joshua 2, 11, And as soon as we had heard about it, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more spirit because of you, Jehovah, God. He is God in heaven above And as soon as you get to see that and acknowledge that, you'll have graduated from kindergarten. Family was her concern. And what am I saying? I'm saying somebody needs to stand for the family. There are folk in your family. If you don't stand for them, they may be lost. You stand for them. You pray for them. You hold up the banner for them. Don't be feuding and fussing with them. Pray for them. Stand for them. Stand before God and say, God, I want you to save my family. Family is forever. God put you together. He wants you to stay together and you'll be together. Be together. Family is forever. I know that God. He's. I, I want to be a part of that God. I might have had. A, I might have run a wrong house. I might have done a lot of things. But I want you to know something. Going down a little bit further. I, <laughs> verse twelve. He says, "Now therefore, I pray you, swear to me by Jehovah, since I have dealt kindly with you, that you will deal kindly with my father's house." A Canaanite man. Probably got an idol worship statue sitting someplace. And you want, but I want you to deliver our lives from death. Move to the next one. And the men said to her, our lives for yours. If you don't tell anybody our business, we'll make sure. We will make sure that you are safe when we come. Now watch this. Be close in a moment. Then she let no, 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 I don't want to go there yet. <laughs> but God, he, she said, I want you to save my mother, save my father, save my sister, save my brother. Y'all see that? I want you to save not only them, but I want you to save everything they have. Man, that's a bold prayer. I want you to save not only my people, save them goods and what they have, save that too. Amen? If God is going to save you, He wants you wholly saved. (laughs) Save the household. Somebody need to stand for the family. Can you stand for the family? Can you stand in place? My mother was not saved before I got saved. But she got saved after I got saved. Amen? Amen. The Lord has blessed me to save my children, my grandchildren. Oh, it's a mighty blessing. God has done that. Amen? And so what we're up against today is that we want somebody who will stand for the family. You got family members you want to see saved. Stay on bending knees. Call on God. Cry out to the living God. Some of the folk in Marin City, I've been standing before God for you for years. I won't give up on you. Amen. I believe God is going to do something special for folks who lived in Marin City. I have the confidence. I took it upon myself to say, God, you left me in the city. I didn't want to be here. You give me some grace, I'm going to stay here and act right and give you a chance. Bless the city. I believe some folk in the city are doing well because God is in the picture. Join me in praying for the family. This woman was not even calling herself a Christian. This woman was running her business And you would have all kind of concerns about the kind of business. But God heard her cry and honored her faith. That's why I say you got to have faith for the family. Amen? Hmm. God is going to help us. You got faith for the family? Don't let your children go to hell. You might have to you might have to leave here and go to go to heaven. Don't let your kids go to hell. I said, we won't even let friends drive drunk. But if you aren't careful, we'll let folk go to hell without moving a finger. God wants you today. Honor Him. Who will stand in the gap for the family? Rahab confirmed God. He's God in heaven. He's God in the earth. And I'm going to want him to be my God. Save my family. My conclusion is this. They said to her, okay, two things. Don't tell anybody our business. Keep it to yourself. You can't tell everybody everything that happened to you. Some things you just can't talk to some folk about. You know amen I like that I mean you get some friends and uh, then go around morning friends talk about me you can't tell your friends everything <laughs> God didn't intend for you to tell them everything there's something you need to tell God alone you amen talk to God alone amen you can't tell folks sometimes how you're feeling when your heart is heavy But you got to stand and believe God has an answer for you. God don't want you to be lost. God want to be your helper. He want to be your father. He want to lift you to a higher plane. Can you have faith in that God? Young folk, trust God. Go get all the degrees you can get. Hang them and line them up on the wall. They won't save you when it comes to salvation. You need help from above. So know where your treasure is. Let me give you one more scripture and I'm closing. Matthew chapter 12, 13, verse 44. Y'all get this scripture? Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Here's what the scripture says. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found and hid it again, and in his joy he go out and sells everything he had so that he'll have enough to buy the field. What happened? He found a treasure in the field. Let me tell you what the problem with some folk is. They don't know what is valuable. They don't know how precious the treasure of being saved really is. They don't know what a relationship they're good they're good folk. Religious folk, they're good, but they haven't known and never experienced what it means. To have the joy and peace of God in their heart. Got like good religion. Let them, let them sing praises and shout and shoot. That's what religion will do. <laughs> Cuss every once in a while and say, oops, it slipped. That's what religion will do. But salvation will put praise on your lips. Did y'all hear me? I said salvation will put praise on your lips. Amen? Now listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. This man found a treasure in a field. Now he had to be working in the field. And he found a treasure and recognized it was the most valuable thing he could ever possess. You know what he did? He took that treasure and rehid it, and went and bought, sold everything he had, and bought the field. I want all the rights to this. There's something in life worth your selling out for. Don't worry about not having money in your pocket. A lot of folks. With lots of money. And they got no health in life to enjoy. This man was a wise man. Sold everything he had. I'm going to tell you something. Salvation is worth more than anything you can possess. Some folk get all upset if you touch a what-not. Closet full of stuff they don't wear, but you can't touch it. We got our allegiance. We got our allegiance to stuff. I told you I know folk who would shoot you about a hubcap. There, there, There are some folk today, if you mess with their car, you are in trouble. They'll use whatever at their disposal to get even with you. See? And so he sold everything he had. And what did he do? He bought the field. Why did he buy the field? Because he wanted the rights to the treasure. If you really want the almighty God, to be Lord in your life, then I want you to take a stand for members of the family. Stand in the gap for the family. Stand in the gap for the family. Give God a chance to bless the family. Stand in the midst of the crowd and say, I'm standing for Christ, and I believe God for my family. Stand for your children. Stand for your loved ones. Rahab said, I want you, God, to save my family. I'll stand. Who will stand in the gap for the family? Rahab did it. She was glad to do it. She was happy to stand in the gap and to give God a chance to prove himself to the family. Listen, you're standing on your feet. You know what that means? That's a decision that you have. I'm telling you something. Satan is going to challenge that decision. He's going to actually say to you, you ain't ready yet. You ain't strong enough yet. He's going to turn around and tell you you can't quit your stuff yet. But if you take a stand, God will stand with you. If you believe and trust Him, He'll begin to work in your behalf. Rahab stood for the family. Save my mother. Save my father. Save my sister. Save my brother. Save everything they got. Yes, bring it to your house. If you bring it home with you, stay in the house. Put the scarlet red rope in the window. When my folks see that blood, red scarlet, they'll save your house. Stand for the family. Hold on for the family. Believe for the family. Somebody needs to take responsibility for the family. Stand for your family. God will honor you if you stand for the family. Stand for your sisters. Stand for your brothers. Stand for your parents. Stand when you don't have any when they don't they don't even know you're standing. Stand for them. Amen? Somebody said if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. Faith for the family. Believe God for the family. Trust God. I trusted Him. He saved my family. I'm not just boasting. I am bragging a little bit. But I'm bragging about what God can do I made the sacrifice. God, I'll serve you. You bless them. God bless them. They're saved. And I believe it's because God said, I'm honoring your prayer. I'm going to say this. This this young man over here, his grandmother, her name was Miss Lula Jones, used to leave the house and go down behind the barn. She had a place where she would go pray. She had seven children. Before she died, she saw all of them saved in the kingdom of God. At this point, all of them united together in a holy matrimony up there. (laughs) Simply because she would go down to the hill and pray for her family. Stop fussing about how you feel. Stop raising sand about how you feel. Your feelings don't matter. They don't always tell you the truth. No way. Think about it. Live by faith. Faith in God. Trust God and watch him bring it to pass. Thank you for standing for your family. Thank you for standing. While you're standing, I want to pray with you.